Hello, everyone. Including you, Chip. Hello, Chip. Hello, Eric. Hello, chickens. We have gumball chickens here. Yeah, so this is kind of good. Fancy yeah. Henny is what it says on them. Yeah. You know, I have a good story. Okay. First of all, big shout out. Thank you for these. I'm going to save my chicken oh. because Hannah will absolutely love this. Yeah. Uh, you know who else loves, ch loves chickens as decoration? I know. Sharon Vermillion. Oh. Didn't I know that? Yeah. Is she an avid listener? No. Oh. Otherwise, she'd be getting a shout out right now. Yeah, she would be. I'd wish her a happy birthday, but I won't do that. Okay. Holy doctor. Awesome. Holy doctor. All right. Hey, uh, page 91, if that helps you. Thank you. It does help me. I was trying to open my chicken up. You found it. Found it instantly. Oh, gee. I'm so good. Look at that. Um, hey, um, so this happened. Uh, first of all, thank you very much to Bruce and Madeline for the chickens and the gumballs. I got back in my car last night around, uh, it had to be midnight. Right? Oh, of course. Okay, go ahead. It had to be midnight. Keep talking. And you know what I hadn't finished on my way to the airport to go to Mexico? My yeah. My chocolate-covered dates. Yeah. And they were sitting in my car when I got in my car at midnight last night. Oh. And I crushed them. I'm oh, like, this is all perfect. of them? I had eaten some of them. Oh. I ate like three of them when I got in the car last night after pumping gas. Yeah. Okay. That was probably the loudest thing in the world for our listeners between you hopping this chicken around and... No, Allison says we're not allowed to, to chew gum and have mints on I was just show. trying to open the thing up. Yeah, all right. Okay, there you go. All right. Allison's going to yell at you, though. Well, that's okay. She's going to do a connection card. Yeah. But she's not going to sign it. She better sign it. <laughs> she's not going to. That's the part right, hey. of mine. All right, hey. All right, go ahead. We got to get out. We got to, Where are we at today, Eric? Well, we're going to start a new book of the Bible today. And what day Tuesday is it, Eric? Uh, I don't know. Sunday. Sunday! It is Sunday. Hey, Sunday. It's almost time for church. Yeah, you're going to preach a great message today. Well, it's going to be the, incredible. That's I can't the goal. Believe, I'm telling everybody about it. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, Bob, Shadis, Rachel, Big Lou. I'm telling everybody. Big Lou? Yeah, Big Lou's going to be there. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Okay, anyway. Oh, another shout out. Oh, let's do it. David Close got me a free coffee today. David Close got you a coffee? And I don't know if he's an avid listener, but thank you. That was very nice. I wasn't expecting it. You know, if you're and, listening today and... Uh, we don't know if David Close is a listener, but we know you're all listeners. Yep. So if you're listening today and you come to our church and you see David Close, you thank him on behalf of Chip for yes. that free coffee. And it was a large, and I usually don't get large. That is a large. So I'm, it's a large coffee. Yeah, thank Bruce and Madeline large for these oh. chickens. Okay, it's a large we're good. Day. Okay. Speaking of large days, we're going to start a new book of the Bible Can't today wait. with one large character, mm -hmm. and his name is Samuel. Mm -hmm. So this is First Samuel chapter 1. His name is Samuel. I'm not going to keep that joke up. Okay. Good idea. There was a man named Elkanah who lived in Ramah in the region of Zuth in the hill country of Ephraim. He was a son of Jeroham, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zuth of Ephraim. Elkanah had two wives, Hannah and, Penina, and Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah did not. Each year, Elkanah would travel to Shiloh to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of Heaven's armies at the tabernacle. The priests of the Lord at that time were the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas. On the days Elkanah presented his sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to Peninnah and each of her children. And though he loved Hannah, he would only give her one choice portion because the Lord had given her no children. So Peninnah would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. Year after year, it was the same. Peninnah would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle, each time Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat. 
Why are you crying, Hannah? Elkanah would ask. Why aren't you eating? Why be downhearted just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than having ten sons? What a guy. Once, after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli the priest was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And, and she made this vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her, seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound he thought she had been drinking must you come here drunk he demanded throw away your wine oh no sir she replied i have not i haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger but i am very discouraged and i was pouring out my heart to the lord don't think i am a wicked woman for i have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow in that case eli said go in peace may the god of israel grant the request you have asked of him oh thank you sir she exclaimed then she went back and began to eat again and she was no longer sad the entire family got up the next morning and went to worship the lord once more then they returned home to rama when elkanah slept with hannah the lord remembered her plea and in due time she gave birth to a son she named him samuel for he for she said i asked the lord for him the next year, Elkanah and his family went on their annual trip to offer a sacrifice to the Lord and to keep his vow. But Hannah did not go. She told her husband, wait until the boy is weaned. Then I will take him to the tabernacle and leave him there with the Lord permanently. Whatever you think is best, Elkanah agreed. Stay here for now and may the Lord help you keep your promise. So she stayed home and nursed the boy until he was weaned. When the child was weaned, Hannah took him to the tabernacle in Shiloh. They, bought, they brought along a three-year-old bull for the sacrifice and a basket of flour and some wine. After sacrificing the bull, they brought the boy to Eli. Sir, do you remember me? Hannah asked. I am the very woman who stood here several years ago praying to the Lord. I asked the Lord to give me this boy, and he has granted my request. Now I am giving him to the Lord, and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worshiped the Lord there. Then Hannah prayed, My heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Stop acting so proud and haughty. Don't speak with such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows what you have done. He will judge your actions. The bow of the mighty is now broken, and those who stumbled are now strong. Those who were well-fed are now starving, and those who were starving are now full. The childless woman now has seven children, and the woman with many children wastes away. The Lord gives both death and life. He brings some down to the grave, but raises others up. The Lord makes some poor and others rich. He brings some down and lifts others up. He lifts the poor from the dust and the needy from the garbage dump. He sets them among princes, placing them in seats of honor. For all the earth is the Lord's, and he has set the world in order. He will protect his faithful ones, but the wicked will disappear in darkness. No one will succeed by strength alone. Those who fight against the Lord will be shattered. He thunders against them from heaven. The Lord judges throughout the earth. He gives power to his king. He increases the strength of his anointed ones. Then Elkanah returned home to Ramah without Samuel. And the boy served the Lord by assisting Eli the priest. Now the sons of Eli were scoundrels who had no respect for the Lord or for their duties as priests. Whenever anyone offered a sacrifice, Eli's sons would send over a servant with a three-pronged fork. While the meat of the sacrificed animal was still boiling, the servant would stick the fork into the pot and demand that whatever came up be, be brought up to... be brought up... What am I reading? Oh... 
<laughs> the servant go. would stick the fork into the pot and demand that whatever it brought up be given to Eli's sons. There we go. All the Israelites who came to worship at Shiloh were treated this way. Sometimes the servant would come even before the animal's fat had been burned on the altar. He would demand raw meat before it had been boiled so that it could be used for roasting. The man offering the sacrifice might reply, take as much as you want, but the fat must be burned first. Then the servant would demand, no, give it to me now or I'll take it by force. So the sin of these young men was very serious in the Lord's sight, for they treated the Lord's offerings with contempt. But Samuel, though he was a boy, only a boy, served the Lord. He wore a linen garment like that of a priest. Each year his mother made a small coat for him and brought it to him when she came with her husband for the sacrifice. Before they returned home, Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, May the Lord give you other children to take the place of this one she gave to the Lord. And the Lord blessed Hannah, and she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Now Eli was very old, but he was aware of what his sons were doing to the people of Israel. He knew, for instance, that his sons were seducing the young women who assisted at the entrance of the tabernacle. Eli said to them, I have been hearing reports from all the people about the wicked things you are doing. Why do you keep sinning? You must stop, my sons. The reports I hear among the Lord's people are not good. If someone sins against another person, God can mediate for the guilty party. But if someone sins against the Lord, who can intercede? But Eli's sons wouldn't listen to their father, for the Lord was already planning to put them to death. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew taller and grew in favor with the Lord and with the people. One day a man of God came to Eli and gave him the message from the Lord, saying, I revealed myself to your ancestors when they were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt. I chose your ancestor Aaron from among all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer sacrifices on my altar, to burn incense, and to wear the priestly vest as he served me. And I assigned the sacrificial offerings to your priest. So why do you score my sacrifices and offerings? Why do you give your sons more honor than you give me? For you and they have become fat from the best offerings of my people Israel. Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I promised that your branch of the tribe of Levi would always be my priest, but I will honor those who honor me, and I will despise those who think lightly of me. The time is coming when I will put an end to your family, so it will no longer serve as my priest. All the members of your family will die before their time. None will reach their old age. You will watch with envy as I pour out prosperity on the people of Israel, but no members of your family will ever live out their days. The few not cut off from serving at my altar will survive, but only so that their eyes can go blind and their hearts break, as their children will die a violent death. And to prove that what I have said will come true, I will cause your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, to die on the same day. Then I'll raise up faithful, a faithful priest who will serve me and do what I desire. I will establish his family, and they'll be priests to my anointed kings forever. Then all your surviving family will bow before him, begging for money and food. Please, they will say, give us jobs among the priests, and we'll have enough to eat. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and he ran to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Eli got up, went to Eli. Or Samuel got up, went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not know the Lord, did not yet know the Lord, because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up, went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. Mm. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. 
And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. I'm going to carry out all my threats against Eli and his family from beginning to end. I have warned him that judgment is coming upon his family forever because his sons are blaspheming God and he hasn't dis disciplined them. So I vow that the sins of Eli and his sons will never be forgiven by sacrifices or offerings. Samuel stayed in bed until morning, then got up and opened the doors of the tabernacle as usual. He was afraid to tell Eli what the Lord had said to him, but Eli called out to him, Samuel, my son, here I am, Samuel replied. What did the Lord say to you? Tell me everything and may God strike you and even kill you if you hide anything from me. So Samuel told Eli everything. He didn't hold back any, anything at all. It's the Lord's, it is the Lord's will, he, Eli replied. Let him do what he thinks best. Hmm. That's the end of the reading today. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Hophni okay. and Phinehas, those scoundrels. Yeah, scoundrels. Mm. Scumbags. Okay, well. They were out there stealing the long lobe of the liver. Nobody does that and get if away it came with up, it. If it came up on the fork. Nobody does that and get away with it. No, mm. not a bit. Hey. Yep. You know what else nobody does? What? Answers these two questions. What does this tell us about God? What does this tell us about us? And you know what else nobody does? Comes up with an application from those two questions. Also, lots of people do that, but I'm just being silly. Okay. Okay. So, what does this tell us about God? What does this tell us about us? Yeah, a few things in here. Um, what stuck out to me is that uh, God can handle, God can handle our heartbreak. Mm. He can handle our heartbreak. You know, um, couldn't have kids, uh, teased because of it, ridiculed because of it, uh, couldn't handle it. Um, went to the Lord, cried out to God, asked for help, mm -hmm. and uh, God can handle our heartbreak. He can handle our cries. We saw this with His children, you know, uh, in Egypt. Cried out to God. He heard it. He can handle it. He did something about it. He can do something. He might not do something. We pray he will do something. She prayed. She hoped. He did do something. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. But regardless if he will or he won't, he can handle it. And I think there's something good about giving God our, heart, God our heartbreak, mm -hmm. crying out to him. You know, I don't think we do that enough. I don't think I do that enough. And sometimes I'll have the boldness in to pray this, and I do think it requires boldness, that God will break my heart for the things that breaks his heart, mm. you know, and, and that requires me to be very vulnerable. Um, and it requires all of us to be very vulnerable and that we cry out to him for those things that our heart is broken for our sin or for the sins of others or, or for other people to find God or love God or live for God, mm. or serve God. And so um, he can handle it. And so because he can handle it, I think, you know, uh, it's an application. We should allow our heart to break for the things that breaks his and cry out to him. Mm -hmm. So, I love that. It spoke to me. Did you catch her mix of children? Her mix? Yeah. Besides Samuel, who she gave to the Lord? Yeah. Three sons and two daughters? Yeah. Does that sound familiar? It does sound familiar. <laughs> it does, sounds very familiar. Yeah, we yeah. followed We followed her plan. <laughs> the, the Hannah plan? The Hannah plan. Absolutely. Well, all right, so what's this tell us about us, man? I don't know if this says something about us or not, but I just love like Samuel's life is something I pray for my kids 
uh, that they would fall in love with God at a very young age and serve him for their whole lives. I say that all the time, that they would live a long life of serving the Lord. And we'll see that in Samuel's life. Even when he retires from being a judge, when they get a king, he still remains a seer, a prophet. Like he still Hmm. is a spiritual man. Um, In fact, his ministry doesn't even end at his death. He prophesies even after he dies. Um, So that's always my prayer for my kids is that they would live a long life of serving the Lord. And I just love, you know, the details here uh, that are included. Like we brush by a lot of details. Like we don't even know how old he was when he got he when he was given to the temple like or the tabernacle. We don't even know that. We know he's weaned and that's it. Um, We don't know any of that stuff. But one thing that we do know is the night that he was sleeping, he was sleeping in the tabernacle near the Ark of God. Like, that is so cool. I would love that. Like, if I had to give my son up to tabernacle service, Hmm. it would give me great comfort to know that he was sleeping next to the Ark of the Lord. Like, that is so cool. Yeah. I love that detail. I love that. And I think one thing that this says about us is our... God wants to use us. This is about God, but I'm going to get to us. God wants to use us. But in order for God to use us, we have to be able to hear him. And in order for us to hear him, we have to be near to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know God is everywhere. I'm aware of that. But like just because God is everywhere doesn't mean that we are still near him like internally. And I think that this is a great physical picture of what it means to be near God and to hear God. Um, and so I just, I love that, like the proximity there's what this says about us. There is a, a connection between our ability to hear God's call and our decision to be near him. Hmm. You know, it just says that. Uh, so that's just one thing, one thing I picked up from that. And I, I've really never thought of that detail before. Hmm. He's sleeping next to the Ark of the Covenant. Like later, we're going to see a guy try to catch it as it's falling down and he dies. And Samuel is comfortable sleeping right next to it. I just love that. I love it. I love it. Okay, so I don't know what we do with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because there's the Hophni and Phinehas, you know. You know, they're they're there serving. Yeah. They're scoundrels. Yeah, they're in ministry. Yeah. So don't be a scoundrel. Mm -hmm. You know, stay hard. So close to the heart of God, keep your keep yourself clean so you can hear Him, mm-hmm. and because you can still be in the temple or in the tabernacle, you can still be serving and still be a scoundrel and not be right with God. So don't fool yourself. Get right with God. Be sensitive. And I like what you said. Be near to God so you can hear God, and He's telling you every day. He wants to tell you, you know, what what it takes, what's going on, what needs to happen, or or the sins, uh, you know, that we need to confess and things like that. And I love that sensitivity to that um to what he's saying and and samuel gets directly compared to hophni and phineas too yeah you know so the sins yeah. of these young men was very serious in the lord's sight for they treated the lord's offerings with contempt but samuel though he was only a boy served to the lord i love that like yeah. these grown men had learned how they could take advantage of the system yeah but samuel though he was only a boy served the lord that's i good. love that, that is good. and this all comes from that's good all of that mm. everything in samuel's ministry for his whole life mm. comes from the fact that his mom trusted god with her hurts yeah you know yeah. going back to what you said yeah mm-hmm. you know that's if right. she had never done that the heartbreak yeah if she had never shared her heartbreak with the lord cried mm. out to god in her hurt mm. this ne- none of this would have happened yeah. samuel's ministry would never have happened mm. So I just think that that's good. You have no idea 
Yeah. You have no idea what it, it, God's going to do with your heartbreak, and you have no idea mm. how far forward the results of you trusting him with that will go. Mm. Man, so I just think we have to, we have to throw it to God. You yeah. know, if it, if it hurts, give it to God. Whatever it is, if it hurts, give it to God. That's what my mom did for me. Made me think about that. Yeah. yeah. She cried out to God, gave me to God. I have to think most yeah. godly moms yeah. have had to do that. Yeah. You know? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're struggling right Very now, good. yeah, give it to God. And you have no idea the magnitude of, of God's work hmm. in that. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Well, I ended up being really good. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Woo. Okay, Eric. Well, that was a good one. Yeah. If you, uh, if you guys aren't too busy, go out and chicken down. Go out and find the Ark of the Covenant and then take a nap. And then we will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bruce, can't thank you enough for this chicken toy that you've gotten for Chip. Yeah, I love it. It's really great. It's incredible. It's great to have it. All right, we love you guys. Yep. Bye. Have chicken for dinner. Bye. <laughs>